0: Coming up today on Eagle Eyes on Tech, DuckDuckGo brings the Apple ad experience to Android, giving the ability to block tracking. Nintendo has now come out united with PlayStation and Xbox against Activision Blizzard. A deep dive into what is wrong with the economy of World of Warcraft and the worst gaming award show yet. All that and more coming up today on Eagle Eyes on Tech. Good morning, guys. Doing your TV North This is Eagle Eyes on Tech. I am Eagle Falcon. Boy, what a fascinating week. We got quite a bit to talk about, but I will say we do have a extensive look into World of Warcraft. Because so the thing is that after having Seven Sins on last week. I kind of did start thinking to myself a bit more. What
1: would it take to save World of Warcraft? I have the answer. I know exactly what needs to be done. And we're going to get into a deep, in-depth look in all of that later in the podcast. But
0: first... GoDaddy has disclosed <laughs> discloses recent
1: security breach that exposes 1.2 million accounts. You know what I love about this particular story? Because it's the first one,
0: when I broadcast this live on Twitch, the recording of this podcast.
1: The first story is the thing that's going to pop up on the page. You know what everyone said in the chat? GoDaddy is still around? It is still around. But the thing is is that most people know it under different names. GoDaddy is usually st- is usually still around, but they u- but their name is usually hidden when they just go ahead and sell domain names. So yeah, they're still around. They're also
0: part of the back end of a lot of other platforms, which has kept them
1: alive all this time. But the thing is, is that we have things like administrative passwords for both WordPress sites hosted on the platform,
0: plus passwords for SFTPs, databases, and SSL private keys. So, you know, all kinds of juicy security has now been breached again. Good job, GoDaddy. Good job. Thank you thank you for once again letting me believe that Facebook security might actually be better than something bravo I'm not saying that that, uh, you're worse than Facebook I'm not saying Facebook's better I'm just saying your incompetence now makes me consider that maybe you're worse than Facebook but it's still up in the air Speaking of up in the air, Tesla is asking full self-driving beta test drivers to accept being recorded in case of oopsies. That's not the name of the headline, but
1: let's be honest, that is uh, exactly the case. Here's what I want to know. How has no
0: any, how has no one in federal DOT gone up to
1: Tesla and said, yeah, stop using the public roads for your freaking beta test. I don't get why DOT is allowing Tesla to just
0: like flirt with this line as more and more concerns about they have no idea what they're doing comes out.
1: Come on, Federal DOT. Do you actually care about the safety of the roads, or do you just want to harass truck drivers? Someone in chat says it may help Tesla defect it. Oh, it obviously is. I should I should say that because
0: it does go without because because it, that it isn't like fully self-explanatory. This is a hundred percent. In an attempt that in case their software oopsies to blame on the driver and not Tesla. But let's just get that out there because I'll admit it's obvious to me. That's what the case is. It may not be obvious to everyone. This is a hundred percent an attempt for Tesla to find any excuse to not pay out when their software fails. Which is exactly why this the the whole concept of beta testing this self-driving software
1: on public roads is so dumb someone in chat says just wait
0: for the Sims prediction to come come true where self-driving cars takes you to its advertiser
1: (laughs) yeah there's the next thing there's rumors about um, I actually don't remember if it's actually in the I think it was in last week's
0: episode. I can't remember whether it hits Eagle Eyes on Tech or the bonus episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech where, uh, Fe- or not Facebook, where Apple is rumored to be working on a full self-driving vehicle, electric vehicle that has um, no steering wheel, no pedals or
1: anything. How long until the car deciding what's better for you
0: starts becoming an issue when it comes to full self-driving cars. I guarantee you that is going to be a factor that comes up sooner than later when it comes to asking the question, full self-driving
1: or, you know, manual. Stone Chad also brings up another great point. The
0: Tesla cars do not have, do not have, they have uh, insufficient sensors. They have outdated sensors. So there's not really a whole lot of question of how they can get better. There is that. Almost all of the gear that Tesla has in their vehicles for self-driving is just cameras. No matter how much software updates you do, they're just that. They are just RGB cameras. There is no sophisticated sensors to detect depth. There is no proximity detectors except for, you know, your rear reverse thing that's mandated. Actually, is it mandated? Or is it just like pretty much on everything? I know the backup cameras are now mandated, which is, which to me is silly. Because I can't remember the last time I used a a rear view mirror, like the center
1: one, or the backup camera in our trucks. I'm just way too
0: used to using my side mirrors to pretty much see everything I need to. And with your, with your dome mirrors and actually, you know, keeping in mind your position of everything as you turn.
1: A rear view mirror is almost irrelevant. That being said, though, if you aren't sure, guess what? Get out and look! Better safe than sorry than pulling a full Swift and crashing your trailer into grandma.
0: Or the rear end of your car. Or the front end of your car for that fact. I mean, if you're going to go full Swift, you might as well go full Swift. Anyway, trucking memes aside, Tesla being dumb. Moving on. Italy. Being Italy. Italy has slapped down some antitrust regulatory fines against Google
1: and Apple over their data use. This one is... Uh, interesting. Mostly because I just realized I hit my...
0: Reuters article limit. So I can't read the rest of the article. But I remember most of it. The actual... Fine for both of them was $10 million each. And it was in regards to the way Apple and Google say what the data they're going to collect is and how
1: they say they're going to use it when you go ahead and sign up for the service. All right, here's my question. When are you going after Facebook? I'm waiting. If you're concerned that... That Google and Apple are not in your face... About... How they collect your data when you sign up for an account... Where's the slap against Facebook? Now keep in mind, 10 million euros or... 11.2 million
0: U.S. dollars is basically like is basically like telling the average
1: person it's a $10 fine. That's basically the way to look at it. So it's not going to have them change a whole lot, you know, unless
0: they want to face further fines. Google and Apple both said they're going to appeal. We'll see how that goes down the road. Honestly, I'm a little surprised with Apple. Apple really doesn't like harvest a
1: metric ton of data. Like Apple's whole shtick is just selling, you know hardware and then giving
0: you okay-ish software that you then pay monthly subscriptions to use slightly better okay-ish software.
1: And that's pretty much it. Meanwhile, in the United Kingdom, a law will
0: hit smart home device, device makers with big fines for committing the unforgivable sin. What could it be? What could such a horrible thing that home device makers could do
1: that that would shock the world? Why? Using the default password. Wait, what? So, (laughs) I, I have a question. What defines the default password?
0: Well, specifically the rules will ban easy to guess default passwords. That is the whole thing. Whatever the default password is, when you get the device... It must follow the, oh, it must follow capital letters, small letters, numbers, and all that jazz,
1: et cetera, et cetera. You want a really hot take on this? Because I know a lot of people are going, oh, thank God.
0: Admin as a default password is gone. You can't go ahead and have one, two, three, four, five as your default password, Oh, oh, the, the device cannot have guest as the default password. It can't be blank. Oh, this is all good for everything. It's fantastic. Um, amazing. It means that grandma can go ahead and set up the Wi-Fi without thinking about it too hard and just use the password that is printed on the inside of her instruction manual and everything is perfect forever.
1: You want to know my take on this? That sounds great, right? More secure world for everyone. My opinion. I hate this. I really. 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 Really hate this. Hear me out. All right. The only people that change in the default password are, are people who
0: absolutely have no desire to go into the settings and set up the Wi-Fi
1: themselves. Okay. What happens when the Wi-Fi breaks down? What happens when they inevitably lose the instruction manual that has that default password in it? What happens when that cheap half a cent sticker on the bottom that has
0: the serial number and the default password wears out? Because they do. They wear out so much easier than I want to admit. And it's stunning. I swear the heat of these devices causes those suckers to just turn freaking pearl white. I don't get
1: how it keeps happening but they do. They are the worst stickers on the planet. So then when they inevitably break down you know what's going to happen. You.
0: The tech guy who knows a few things in the family gets the phone call from Graham Graham And you have to go ahead and put time out of your schedule to go help Gram-Gram for free because, you know, it's grandma and you don't have it in your heart to go ahead and charge grandma for
1: your time to go and help. And you can't help because guess what? The default password is now dead. You don't know what it is. You have no access to it. You can't go in and do a firmware reset.
0: Oh, that's fine. I'll just go do a factory reset. Except you're just going to factory reset to the same
1: password you didn't know in the first place. Here's what I'll say. All right. I get that not everyone
0: is a tech savvy guy like myself. In fact, considering the fact that I'm a lunatic that goes ahead and re- refurbishes old computers and br- breathes new life into them and has a server rack in his spare bedroom, I actually expect very, very, very few people are as tech savvy
1: as I am. Because I'm tech savvy to the point of being stupid. But I digress. Not everyone wants to go ahead and when they set up their router, go
0: and tweak Every single fine-tooth setting to have that router perform exactly as they choose, to go ahead and put a governor on this device and that device and that device, because let's be honest, there's no reason for them to go ahead and download anything at 200 megabits per second and clog the entire network because Windows 10 decided it needed an update right here, right now, and bring the whole network to a grinding halt.
1: I like fine-tuning those sort of things. I
0: like to go ahead and put limiters in to make sure that in cases where I am streaming,
1: that nothing can go ahead and bring the entire network down. And I know I'm in the minority. A lot of people just
0: don't even want to go ahead and even reset their password on it, They'd rather just go ahead and, and connect the Linksys
1: with the password default. But hear me out for a second, all right? I think this law is dumb. Because it goes ahead and prevents something that more modern routers are doing more of. For those who haven't gotten a kind of
0: consumer grade router recently, and actually I was kind of surprised to find out the mesh routers I got for work pretty much were idiot proof and very consumerish. You know what they did? You fire the thing up and before you connect to the internet, you have to download you have to go ahead visit the
1: website for the router and set up everything in a very easy to follow guide.
0: And it was like a four-step process. I could have handed it to our cashier who is very not
1: tech savvy, pretty much like the exact opposite of me. And she could have done it. That I think is the correct approach because
0: that ensures... That A, you're not using a default password that can be easily inserted into a rainbow table. And then just being hacked that way. And then all of a sudden, bam, your entire network is part of the botnet. At least easily. And then. And then to make matters worse. Or actually better. If something were to happen. And you got to go ahead and head on over to Graham Graham's house to go fix the Wi-Fi, and you do a factory reset. Well, now the previous password doesn't matter. You can now just follow the guide, set it up and then go ahead and run your firmware update or your firmware reset to make everything better. And now the whole concept of a unique default password and the nightmares that can result from a default unique password are gone it is the best of both worlds now if this law has a clause for that sort of thing I am all on board but I would much rather see a bigger adoption of these easy to set up guides for consumer routers than to go ahead and say hey here's your unique password we basically had a a kitten walk across a keyboard and that's now your default password
1: good luck remembering that idiot So there. There's my two cents. Am I wrong about this? Pass someone in chat says passphraser GTFO. Dude, I am telling you, this is not a secure password, is one of the most secure passwords. It is absolutely true. Speaking of security, DuckDuckGo is creating a tool
0: that will prevent apps from tracking Android users. So in the Apple
1: world, this is actually a big point of controversy. If you remember, Apple said that they were going to go ahead and put a feature in that prevented... Apps from tracking you, and collecting
0: data. That they had to do it with your permission, and this actually was one of the few times when when Apple shaking up the tech world is not an exaggeration. That move absolutely shook up the entire industry. Wait a minute.
1: You mean I don't need to have creepy uncle Google in my bedroom? What? I I have a choice? I don't need to be stalked? But my, my, my brain Unfortunately in the Android world, while
0: while Google is saying we'll come up with something similar, um, what they've come up with right now is first off not in yet, and B, not quite
1: as absolute as Apple's. I'm I'm s I'm sorry, my fellow Android fans. Um It's an area where we have to admit... Apple has definitely a huge leg up on us. Their software security and privacy... Is way better than Androids. By far. It's one of the things they excel at. Now their hardware on the other hand. But anyway. Well, fortunately...
0: We might, in the Android world, see this exact same sort of privacy. DuckDuckGo
1: is coming to the rescue. The DuckDuckGo app within Android will will actually...
0: Let me actually just read it directly. DuckDuckGo's new tool aims to prevent apps from tracking Android users... First by, first reported by Wired, the tool called Tracking Protection hopes to offer more protection from third-party trackers than Apple's App, app Tracking Transparency feature, which gives users the choice to opt out of data tracking within apps. Let me inter- interject. The fact that this
1: goes ahead and actually outdoes Apple's Tracking Transparency feature... In, you know what? It, it makes me happy to think that I can actually enjoy being stalker-free. Wow. Ah, oh, who am I kidding? No one stalks me. My life is too boring.
0: The article from The Verge continues, however, DuckDuckGo's tool hasn't been rolled out as part of an update to all Android phones, nor is available as a separate download. It is built into DuckDuckGo's privacy-focused browser app, but works across your device. In a post on its blog, the company says that the tool will block trackers it identifies in other apps from third-party companies. Once tracking is enabled, it'll run in the background as you use your phone. The tool recognizes when an app is about to send data to a third-party tracker and will then prevent the app from taking
1: your information. Now, this all sounds well and good. But considering the fact it's not in the OS level like it is in... iOS how stable will it end up being how foolproof will it be
0: how long until other companies find a way to circumvent this how long until Google goes ahead and finds out how DuckDuckGo has been doing this and blocks it from doing the thing These are all excellent questions that I just brought up, and in the end, only time will tell how things go. We're going to take our first break here when we come back. The real reason why there is no boot camp on MacBook Pros and MacBooks, anything running the Apple Silicon. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. A little bit of an update for the um, for the podcasting world, Anchor, which is right now kind of growing as one of the bigger podcasting platform or podcasting hosting platforms. Just because it is feature packed and also free. As far as upkeep goes, they have launched and extended their subscription service, which we actually do have a bonus episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech that is available for a dollar a month, and that's been expanded outside of the U.S. now to like 35 different countries or something like that. So if you've been eager to get a hold of the bonus episode where all the stories that weren't able to fit into this podcast go, go ahead and check it out. Anchor.fm slash Eagle Eyes on Tech and subscribe there. I have unfortunately learned that because of the way it's set up, um, I'm not going to be able to offer that uh, podcasting platform, that uh, subscriber only uh, podcast on other platforms as of yet.
1: But the way it's set up right now, it's just, it's just no way there's just no way to do it without having a massive vulnerability in the whole thing and then my chat wonders where the heck zozo is because we
0: played the played the remix theme of zozo <laughs> Oh, uh, anyway, shifting gears back to the matter at hand, Windows 10 and Windows 11 on ARM has been strange. We'll just put it that way. Because for whatever reason, all the computers that Windows for ARM has been on have been awful and to make matters even worse do not seem to be supported on devices that are good specifically on the new apple m1 max the apple silicon based max you could not run boot camp boot camp for those who don't know is the software built into mac os to let your machine dual boot Windows and Mac OS. This became available when Apple first switched from the PowerPC architecture to the Intel Core 2 Duo architecture.
1: Actually, it started with the Intel Core Solo. Yeah, there was an Intel Core Solo. Core 1 did not last long, like, at all. Like, I swear, Core 1 was available for like eight months,
0: and then it was replaced with Core 2, and Core 2 lasted years
1: before then the Core i-Series came in. The fact that there was a Core Solo just blows me away. It's weird. But in any case, so why is this? Why has Windows on ARM been so bad. It turns out behind the scenes there was an exclusivity deal between Microsoft and Qualcomm. And of course, Qualcomm is a major manufacturer of ARM chips. In fact, Qualcomm
0: does have some very good SOCs. But the problem is that all the really top-end SoCs end up going into flagship smartphones. And since there's a massive chip shortage in the first place, and there has been for quite some time now, any ARM-powered Windows device, well, they got the bomb of the barrel, which has caused them to suck. But because of this exclusivity deal, other ARM devices that are actually powerful, like, say, the M1 MacBooks or the M1 MacBook Pros, or, you know, any of the other Apple products that you used to be able to install Windows on. The working theory right now is, in fact,
1: that because of this exclusivity deal, Boot Camp refuses to run. So, when this deal expires, because eventually it will expire, will we see... Windows 11 on M1 MacBook Pros. Honestly, if we do, I think that will be a very,
0: very good test as to how much of a future ARM has. It's one thing to say, hey, look, macOS runs buttery smooth on the, on
1: the Apple M1 chip. Well, of course it does. The operating system was built for that chip.
0: If you ever want to see an example about how much software optimization for a specific
1: chip matters, look at the Nintendo Switch. The Nintendo Switch runs on a stuffed squirrel. Squirrel. Inside a tablet, and that thing can perform miracles, despite the fact that its system on a chip is basically a squirrel. But yeah, look how beautiful some of the games run. Does it run at at Does it run at four K? Of course not. Does it run at sixty frames per second? No. But what it is able to pull off with a a two-and-a-half-watt
0: ARM-based NVIDIA chip that's as old as it is, that chip was outdated when the Switch first came out. Keep that in mind, too. But the optimization they pulled off, it still
1: performs. So, of course, the M1 MacBook works extremely well. Of course it does. But you go ahead and have that chip run something else like
0: Windows on ARM. It would be a good test both to see A, does Windows on ARM have a future? And B... Is the Apple M1 chip
1: as good as we currently think it is? These are the tests we really need to know. Meanwhile, the Xbox. FPS Boost program has been put on
0: hold. So, what is what is the FPS Boost program? The FPS Boost program is to run older games on the newer hardware and automatically run the games better as though they're on a PC. Since you know, the Xbox is basically a PC.
1: Just running a custom operating system. That's been the joke for how long? Well, unfortunately, the program has been put on hold. Wah, wah. So I guess we'll just wait and see how things
0: develop there. However, meanwhile, in the Xbox world... Microsoft's been sending out Xbox anniversary gift packages to random fans. Apparently, the Xbox FanFest attendees have gotten some cool items, which has included...
1: Some ka- a, I'm trying to see if I just have a thing here. just trying to see where in the thing it's got all right here we go as a as a (laughs) I was
0: about to go ahead and read off the 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 note but should I include the typo I'm gonna include the typo I want to stress now that I'm gonna include the typo I'm reading this from from IGN's website the note reads as follows according to IGN as they thank you for being part of the 20 years of Xbox, we're gifting you this FanFest 20 years of Xbox keepsake gift. This is a limited edition kit created for randomly selected Xbox FanFest fans to commemorate our journey from past, present, and future as an Xbox community. We have included a 20 years of Xbox crystal, that it is engraved with your gamer tag. We extend our gratitude to you for being part of the Xbox community,
1: the the reason for this journey. Hey, Twitch. C- can, I, can I get a cool plastic trophy with my name on it? Please. Pretty please. I was one of the first Twitch affiliates. Can I at least get a hug? Can I get anything? I mean, I'm I'm kind of
0: joking, but I kind of feel, "Oh, that's that's adorable. That's amazing." How come none of the things I'm with g- g- gives gives me a, a hug and a kiss on the
1: forehead like that? I feel neglected. The gamer in me feels incredibly neglected. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the worst part is? <laughs> my little joke there with Twitch. There's quite a few frickin Twitch
0: partners that are absolutely triggered by my statement there. The sheer number of Twitch partners and, probably more disgusting, former Twitch partners that ran off to YouTube keep believing that the, line, that the line between
1: partner and affiliate is basically gone. That there is absolutely no difference.
0: And let me tell you, as an affiliate who absolutely wants to make partner one day, unless I abandon Twitch, then I don't and wants the benefits of partner, you know, like not having to go ahead and start and restart the stream over and over and over again to make sure I have transcoding to go ahead and make sure that, you know, support tickets are actually listened to. Although granted, I guess I don't have that privilege either because even partners don't are ignored by Twitch nowadays. The additional emote slots, the ability to actually even have goals to work up to. When Twitch affiliates actually got four new emote slots, which I need to still hunt down a... Actually, first I need to stabilize personal life, but that's another story altogether. When Twitch affiliates got four more emote slots, I thought they were going to be entire tiers up and we have to go ahead and actually work as far as getting subscribers to get those emote slots turns out no it's just straight up more emote slots period just from the get-go I already have all my emote slots unlocked I actually wanted the ability to actually work
1: up for those additional slots nope they're just there lol Are the reasons to become a Twitch partner becoming less and less and less? Yes.
0: There's no mistaking that. But to say that there's no difference anymore
1: just shows that partners legitimately forget the powers they have
0: and have taken them for granted. The ability to say, hey, the moment I sign on, I don't have to go and fish for a transcode server or an ingest server or I could, or I have a contact I can go to, to try and get some front page time for a special event. Affiliates don't have that at all. Partners are also rated higher in Twitch's almost non-existent algorithm for who shows
1: up in the recommended feed. Affiliates don't have that. and the fact that a lot of these partners continue continue to go ahead and actually the more offensive
0: one to me of the people who piled on this was the editor of uh, the YouTube channel formerly known as Alpha Gaming which was a which was a YouTube channel that started specifically to show the ins and outs of how Twitch works and the fact that they went ahead and said there is that their editor said there is no difference between partner and affiliate anymore, really just shows how much them leaving the platform has caused them to become blind of the current situation here in the
1: streaming world on Twitch. It actually does make me wonder, you know, do your eyeballs not work? Or do you just insist on... Not wanting to actually put yourself in the other person's shoes. That by far was the more disappointing thing in all of that. Meanwhile, back to Microsoft. Microsoft has pushed out a 20th anniversary museum. And it is a virtual metaverse full of achievements and mistakes. So apparently this
0: VR world you can go into for the Xbox museum shows all kinds of moments and history within Microsoft. And the fact they even went in To talk about the infamous red rings of death.
1: You know what? I got to hand it to you, Microsoft. Bravo. Bravo. (laughs) Someone said it's only available in PSVR. I'm actually not even sure what it's available on. Judging by the looks of everything, I'm fairly certain it's not actually VR. Microsoft has created an Xbox metaverse museum where you can roam around and discover the history of, the history
0: of Xbox consoles. It's designed to celebrate 20 years of Xbox and include infamous mistakes such as the, the 360 Red Rings of Death or Microsoft's attempt to acquire Nintendo. <laughs>
1: in spring 2000 Oh man, I forgot all about that. It unfortunately uh the Verge here
0: does not say uh how you browse it. I have to assume based on what it is it's just there. Oh, here we go. You can explore a total of 132 moments in Xbox history through the Metaverse Museum and navigate around using the WASD on your keyboard. Each movement has its
1: own links. And you can share your own anniversary museum with select others. So is it just a website you view? Oh, it is. Museum.xbox.com. Why didn't the Verge say that? I'll have to look at that later. It actually does look uh, interesting. Now. With the current chip shortage situation, Microsoft has decided to go ahead and give
0: uh, Xbox Series X bundle purchasers
1: priority to valued customers. So apparently, if you're selected as a, quote, valued customer within
0: Microsoft, you can go ahead and actually get your hands on an Xbox Series X bundle which i mean you know normally i would mock the thought of getting an Xbox right now just cuz i mean i've made my opinion very clear as far as the Xbox goes you can either go ahead and a spend $500 on a console with no upgrade path overpriced SSDs to expand the storage, granted you should be glad there is expandable storage, and all of your games costing $10 more. Or, you can pick up a used workstation like I have for around $200, purchase a graphic card for, say, $300, and get a very similar experience and be better off in the long run with more of an upgrade path down the ro- road, being able to upgrade the GPU if you wa- wanted to, as a new one comes out, upgrade the storage for an, uh, for an amount that's not terrible, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's just one problem with everything I just said.
1: You can't get any of that. There's no console to get.
0: They're all gone. There's no computers left on the used market. They are all gone. GPUs are a myth you're more likely to find a dragon or a unicorn
1: than a GPU that doesn't cost your left nut and your right kidney. So, I mean, go for it. Just do whatever. Because you're kind of in the point where you have no choice. If you want to be able to get into modern gaming right now, you're SOL. The Nintendo Switch has some availability. I actually am curious on one thing. Nintendo that I just misspelled. Switch. OLED. OLED Switch is completely sold out. Base Nintendo Switch is also completely sold out.
0: The Switch Lite is available for the same price as the Switch. Oh, wait, no, I'm... Wait. The Nintendo Switch
1: Lite... Is available for a hundred dollars more, but it's refurbished. Whoa. You know what? Just set your expectations now. Just expect
0: to walk away from whatever holiday you celebrate with either a sweater
1: or a deck of gift cards. Just a whole deck. that's going to be about all you get. Speaking of Nintendo, Nintendo has leaked out that internally they have taken a look at the Activision Blizzard.
0: Um, what what's the right way to look at this? Uh, th- basically,
1: Doug Bowser of Nintendo has stated to the entire company that quote. Let me actually find the actual thing here. Here, here's what the letter th- this.
0: I know I'm scattering all over the place, but basically a letter leaked from within Nintendo basically condemning what's going on at Activision Blizzard. Specifically, it says the following. This is from Doug Bowser. Along with all of you, I have been following the latest developments with Activision Blizzard and the ongoing reports of sexual harassment and toxicity at the company. I find these accounts distressing and disturbing. They run counter to my beliefs as well as Nintendo beliefs, values, and policies. It then go, goes on to say that Doug Bowser has been quote in contact with Activision and has taken ac- and has taken action and are addressing others. Unfortunately, not really going into detail as to what is going on. But then finishes by saying every company in the industry must create an environment where everyone is respected and treated as equals, and where all understand the consequences of not doing so. The only comment Nintendo has said about the leak, and I want to stress that this letter was leaked, not made public. It was leaked. Nintendo has said that everything that was said in it is is true. And they have nothing more to add at this
1: time. So what do I have to say about this? What are my thoughts?
0: First off, let's get this out of the way. I kept saying this was leaked. This was leaked. This was leaked. How many of you believe
1: this was really leaked? Nintendo doesn't exactly leaked does doesn't exactly leak a whole lot of info. Nintendo ha- is Nintendo is a watertight company when it comes to information, information being leaked out. This was intentional. I believe 100% this
0: was a leak with like 28 sets of air quotes around the word
1: leak. This was an unofficial press announcement. That's what this was. But what this does is this now... Signifies one major point. All of the major gaming platforms within
0: North America, except for Apple, are united under the opinion of condemning
1: Activision Blizzard. But what about PCs? Who runs Windows again? Oh, yeah, the same guys who run Xbox. Yeah. So things are looking worse and worse for Activision. And I want to be clear on something. I view Bobby Kotick, but actually here's a, here's a quick question for you. I have heard a lot of outfits pronounce Bobby Kotick as Bobby Kotick.
0: Is it Bobby Kotick or Bobby Kotick? Which is the correct pronunciation? I want to make sure that I pronounce his name correctly to show, to show Bobby the um, to
1: show Bobby the respect he, he deserves, is it one or two? Is it Bobby Kotick or Bobby Kotick? Anyway, Pop- Bobby Kodingus has come out and said that if he
0: cannot, if he cannot fix the problems quickly over at active over at activision blizzard that bobby the dingus will go ahead and step down for from the company or at least consider stepping down yes bobby Kotick, who has accusations of sexual harassment faced against him will go ahead and solve all the problems at activision blizzard regarding sexual harassment Quickly, or he will think about uh, about stepping down. Yes, don't worry. Bobby Co-Parasite will go ahead and step down from Activision Blizzard, according to, to Bobby Dingus.
1: Once everything has been solved swiftly. Now, I'm not going to sugarcoat this, all right? I view Bobby Kodak as a boss that must be defeated. We can all say that. PR wise he's done that basically he's already dead to the world
0: and I don't think I made this clear enough last week and that's my fault I don't think Bobby Kotick is
1: defeated gone and done yet because he is not
0: done he is not dead he is not gone and i want to state here when i mean dead i mean pr wise dead i don't mean physically dead he is not done until he
1: is gone from activision blizzard Someone in chat says he's just waiting for the stock to rebound so he can get, get out with, with his most golden parachute. So that's a weird thing. Because his severance package is already massive. And it's even more massive if he can prove he was terminated without cause. Which is why getting rid of him is so
0: tricky you gotta make sure you have probable cause and the fact that the only thing you got against him is sexual harassment which is already super difficult to prove in a court of law makes
1: terminating him very very difficult but here's the thing let's pretend Bobby Kotick is gone Now what? The only thing that they have is King Games. The Activision name is very quickly
0: becoming dead and in the court of public opinion the name Activision
1: is MUD. Blizzard Most of us have either considered the company dead to the world or are just depressed and disappointed with the husk that Blizzard has become. Someone in chat says sell and rebrand. Who? Who's going to buy them? The name of World of Warcraft is too valuable to rebrand.
0: The name Starcraft is too valuable to rebrand. The name Overwatch is
1: too valuable to rebrand. whoever would replace Bobby Kotick has their work cut out for them.
0: And unfortunately, by the looks of it, by the fact that so much of the board is behind Kotick, says a lot about how deep the rot is within Activision Blizzard. And the fact that you look at what Activision owns and that the only thing that's salvageable is one of the
1: worst mobile gaming companies on the planet.
0: It really does show the dire straits that Activision is in. And to say that, oh, Activ- our code
1: ticket is just waiting for, for the stocks to, to rebound. They're not going to rebound. Your name is now so Toxic that none of the gaming platforms
0: want anything to do with you. And more and more outlets are going to be cutting their ties. That stock's going to go down. If you have Activision Blizzard stock right now, I am not a financial expert by any stretch of the imagination. You should not be taking what I say right now as as actual professional financial advice. I do have to say that as a legal disclaimer. But if... If I had stock in Activision Blizzard, I would have sold it.
1: It would be out of my perfor- portfolio last week. 86 it cut your losses because that sucker is going down. And the only way it's going to go back up is with Bobby Kotick's resigning. And you better sell it quick, because the
0: instant that Kotick decides he's going to sell his stocks and cash out, that
1: price is going to tank again. Everything involving the company right now is an absolute nightmare, including
0: the state of World of Warcraft. Right now, as it is. Which, by the way, we're going to cover that up next. Welcome back, you guys. On Tech, I'm Eagle Falcon. So, I teased earlier... That we're going to go into detail as to what is needed to save World of Warcraft. I'll give you the short answer right now. There is no way. You cannot
1: save World of Warcraft because you have ruined the economy of an MMO. Right now, the state of World of Warcraft is as follows. The, the value of your actual in-game currency of gold is very
0: low. You actually need a metric ton of gold to do pretty
1: much anything. But this then introduced the WoW token. What is the WoW token? Well, let's, before
0: we get there... Let's go back to one of the great debates between Final Fantasy XIV and World of Warcraft. One of the biggest credits that a lot of uh, that Final Fantasy XIV got from people from WoW is that Final Fantasy XIV has an in- that it has a item shop, also known as the Mog Shop, where you can go ahead and purchase a lot of in-game
1: items for real money. That's a valid criticism. But the thing is, is that WoW does the exact same thing. And while
0: WoW does not have a whole lot of items in their, in their shop, and Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 14 has a lot more, you look in detail at the Final Fantasy XIV shop and you dig deeper. And in the, in the actual Final Fantasy 14 shop is nowhere near as bad as it looks the Final Fantasy 14 shop a lot of what's sold is either A cosmetic items to allow you to get outfits that are used by the main characters in the story which you cannot get any other way B very exclusive mounts which that actually is pretty bad let's be perfectly honest
1: Be honest, you, you would rather go ahead and spend like a week trying to grind out the,
0: the the giant eight-man lunar whale than go ahead and shell out $55. Actually, what I prefer, though, is that you have both. Give me the option to go ahead and pay 55 for the giant whale or complete a long and arduous quest chain... Or Beast Tribe Repetitive Quest to go ahead and grind up that mount. I kind of do wish you had the option there. That's bad, but it's not the worst thing in the world. We're just going to go
1: ahead and ignore that phone call. But you know what the bulk of what's in the Mog Shop is? The vast majority of the items within the Mog Shop are past event items.
0: Items that were available in the
1: game as part of a seasonal event, but the season is now gone. So they're just available for a couple bucks in case you really wanted it and missed the chance to get it. That's what roughly 60% of the Mog Shop is. But then, of course, there is
0: the giant elephant in the room in the FF14 Mog Shop. The boost. The boost to go ahead and skip the overwhelming amount of the main story quest line, which, by the way, you absolutely should not do on your first character
1: ever. Or the ability to get up to 10 levels
0: shy of the level cap on any dis- on any offensive job class. And when I say offensive, I mean a tank class, a DPS class, or a healer class. You are unable to buy boosts of gathering classes or crafting classes as far as i'm aware. And then of course there's the, you know, your your general s- server mo- moving service or your or your fantasia to
1: go ahead and redesign your character. But like i said, that's it. Those are the worst offenses in the FF14 cash shop. And
0: even then, that is nowhere near as bad as the World of Warcraft one because on the surface of the World of Warcraft shop it seems like they'd be about equal but the WoW shop is so much worse first off, the WoW shop, your boost
1: is up to the exact level limit so you buy the boost you are now at endgame.
0: You have now skipped the entire leveling experience. Not just, the, not just got yourself up to the current leveling experience, like in Final Fantasy 14.
1: You skipped all of it. On top of that, it offers a
0: faction changer... And, of course, the usual server movers and whatnot. But you know what the faction changer did? It has made large chunks of servers pretty much dominated by either the Horde or the Alliance. If on one of these servers you go ahead and roll the wrong
1: faction, you may in fact find out there is basically no one to play with. The balance that once existed is now completely shattered.
0: But this is nowhere near as sinister and as
1: economy-shattering as the WoW token. Which then brings up the point. What
0: is the WoW token? And why has this one item completely ruined World of Warcraft forever and has inflicted irreversible damage
1: to the entire MMO. For twenty dollars, you can purchase
0: a WoW token. The WoW token can be used in the game
1: to extend your subscri- your current subscription time, by thirty days. Seems simple enough. Seems like an inefficient way to keep your game time going. What's the big deal? The WoW token can be sold on the auction house once. You purchase the WoW token and there
0: is a specific section on the in-game auction house, the market
1: board of World of Warcraft. where you can sell your WoW token for whatever the game decides your WoW token is worth. So, Blizzard dictates what the token is
0: worth. But once it is bought, It cannot be resold. It
1: is then soulbound to whoever buys it. So already the concept of a free market with this is gone. Wow dictates what this is. But here's the thing. For this to be that bad, someone has to buy it. Someone has to go ahead and and purchase the token. So gold is leaving
0: the economy somehow. It's not that you can take this token, give it to an NPC, and all of a sudden, 70,000 gold is in your pocket.
1: It had to go from someone else's pocket. So the economy shouldn't be damaged, right? Wrong. Because guess what? what the overwhelming number of people buying the WoW token is. Did you know that on World of Warcraft, there is a rampant bot problem? A large number of people actually on World of Warcraft grinding around are actually bots. Gold farming bots, in fact. Who then go ahead and sell extra gold on outside markets. Yes. It's the gold farmers. The gold farmers
0: who are generating close to 150,000 gold a month
1: are buying the WoW tokens to continue running the bots with zero upkeep other than their power bill. And Blizzard
0: is motivated not to do anything about it because it makes sure that WoW tokens are constantly sold which means more WoW tokens are bought which increases World of Warcraft's bottom-line
1: revenue and increases their sales numbers. It is all one giant circle. The overall majority of World of Warcraft is supported solely by gold-farming bots. Okay, that's good and all, but
0: if there's no motivation to get the WoW tokens to go ahead and generate the gold, what's the point, right? That brings us to the second element in all this, because WoW, the actual World of Warcraft shop, is
1: bad. It's not terrible. Because all it is is just cosmetic stuff, like a $25 cat mount. Or some minions. Or this, that, and the other thing. Or, you know, the actual games. Or, you know, this... $55 cosmetic package. Actually, wow, there's actually way more mounts in this shop than I thought there were. Holy cow. And of course, the game services, $60 max level boosts,
0: $25 range cha- ra- race changes, $30 faction changes, $25 character transfers. Oh, I'm sorry. The, oh wa- um, wait. Yeah. The wild WoW token actually did go. I thought the wild WoW token was $20. Oh no. The wild WoW token is $20. What the heck is world of Warcraft game
1: time for $30 then? Random gill services, a $10 name change. So already, this looks bad. But here's the thing. us.shop.battle.net.
0: I'm sorry, US.shop.battle.net is not the only things that are for sale in the World of
1: Warcraft shop because because now you've gone ahead and given away
0: for players of World of Warcraft to buy gold and buy gold
1: at an infinite amount because of the existence of the gold farming bots. Every single item
0: within World of Warcraft is now considered a cash
1: shop item. Every single one. And this brings us to the other elephant in the room. Ladies and gentlemen... I give you the wrong tab. I give you the black market auction house The black market auction House is the real money maker for world of warcraft what the black auction market what the what the black market auction house is is an in game automated
0: auction house. Where any sort of limited edition items that you could not purchase that are gone from the system. So basically, the overall majority of stuff that's sold in the Final Fantasy 14 shop for, say, a buck or five are sold in the black market auction house. But
1: it is an actual market. It act- is an actual auction house. Bids start as low as, well, depending on the items, anywhere from
0: 1 gold to 20,000 gold, most of which, the mounts start at 20,000 gold. Companion bids start between 1 and 20,000 gold, depending on the original source and how hard it is to get. And vanity miscellaneous items are between 10,000 and 15,000 gold. And it works as an auction house. You must bid to go ahead and get something off that auction house. So if anything is in demand, it can skyrocket up into the millions of gold, meaning certain cosmetic items. If you translate it directly from the value of the wow token to actual dollars can cost upward to hundreds upon hundreds of actual us dollars. And yes, yes, This is a fair comparison because now thanks to the WoW token and thanks to the fact that all the bots are going unchecked will now automatically turn those tokens into gold for you to sustain their own value.
1: It is absolutely fair to just compare 70,000 gold to 20 US dollars. And because this Pandora's box has been opened in the world of Warcraft, you can't close it again. The value of gold has been forever changed. The economy in the world of Warcraft is forever ruined.
0: And the instant you try to go ahead and close this box, guess what happens? You create the scarcity effect, which is great for Blizzard. It means a ton of you are going to go ahead, buy hundreds upon hundreds of WoW tokens, convert them into in-game money, and thus create inflation like no one
1: has ever seen. Unless you're in California. And thus ruin the gaming experience for anyone who decided to play the game
0: by natural means you want to know why in final fantasy 14 you have to go through a long set of steps to go ahead and report anyone for giving a death threat but it only takes two clicks to report someone for real-time money trading this is exactly
1: why because this is what kills mmos So yeah, we can, you can hope, you can lie to yourself and say that, hey, you know what?
0: Maybe 9.2 will be great. Maybe after we get all this jailer nonsense out of the way, we can get to a story that actually matters. Maybe once we get all of, all of the
1: butt grabbers out of Blizzard, everything will be fine at World of Warcraft. But let's be honest. The game is irrecoverably damaged. Not from, sexual, uh, not from sexual harassment. From bad management. From greed. And mainstream World of Warcraft will never, ever, truly recover. I have seen it happen on other MMOs, And World of Warcraft will die because of it. And it is all thanks to the WoW token. And it's all thanks to the fact that Blizzard did not crack down on bots. And actually, you know what even makes things even worse? It's the fact that there is nothing done about selling runs either. So the only
0: thing that you can do in World of Warcraft that doesn't involve buying WoW
1: tokens and selling them for gold to go ahead and get something is raid progression. But it doesn't matter. Because you can buy that too. And the
0: remaining leader at Blizzard Even tweeted out he was going to stream his
1: runs of selling runs as well. Slow. Freaking. Clap. I want to believe it can improve. But. I don't sugarcoat here. I'm going to tell you it exactly as I see it. And I'm not going to
0: lie. Something didn't always stand out to me. Because when I first... When everyone kept saying that the WoW token is the worst thing that happened to WoW. It didn't make sense. Unless there was an NPC that would just print... That would convert the WoW token
1: into money directly. But once you scratch away the surface, what seems innocent is destructive. And it's all thanks to Blizzard's lack of moderation. We're going to take our last break here. When we come back, we're going to get to the stupid stories. The really, really stupid stories. Like, a video game award system that's really, really dumb.
0: Someone in chat says, it's pretty much just the unchecked bots. I would say yes if it weren't for the fact that already, because of those bots being unchecked for so long, there is so much gold floating around that inflation has just taken complete hold. And the fact that Wo- that Blizzard controls how much the WoW token is worth and has been devaluating the value of the WoW token for their own greed, that's the other thing. It started at 200K,
1: it is now down to 70K on most NA servers. Yeah, I kind of missed that one when I, when I, in my whole rant, didn't I? Yeah. But I think I've made my point. I can make an argument that the MF14 shop is bad. But it's not game destroying. Like the World of Warcraft
0: shop is. Anyway, we'll take our break here. We'll be back. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. All right, so the Golden Joystick Awards announced their winners. I
1: actually did not watch the actual show itself. But, um, you know how I
0: make fun of The Verge and make fun of... uh, The actual CES commission for giving out really, really dumb awards.
1: Well, let me tell you something. This is pretty bad. This is really bad. All right. So first off,
0: keep in mind, these awards are for 2021. Best storytelling. Life is strange. True colors. Okay, that's actually quite possible. I have no idea. I actually did not see. I actually did not play Life is Strange True Colors this time around. I've usually been on top of the Life is Strange games, but lately it's just been eh.
1: Best multiplayer game. It Takes Two. Okay, maybe I'm just oblivious, but who? Who even? What? What is even It Takes Two? You know, we're going to Google. It Takes Two. What even is this? What even is this game? Well, it's published by EA, so already I'm concerned. Okay, apparently it is a co-op focused adventure game, so it actually does look pretty cute. Okay, maybe that one actually is justified.
0: Someone in chat says it actually was decent. Alright, so maybe that one actually does make sense. Best audio
1: Resident Evil Village Someone else also said they actually enjoyed the heck out of It Takes Two. Honestly, if that's the case, hey, fantastic!
0: Maybe it means I'm actually have to go ahead and uh, take a look at it. Best audio, Resident Evil. Um, okay, I guess. Best visual design, Ratchet and Clank ripped apart. I would say that's. I would say fantastic. That's great, but I actually do have a serious question. Uh, who 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 is able to play it? Best game expansion, Ghost of Fukushima. Iki Island Expansion. I have no idea. I, 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 I most likely mispronounced a lot of that. Probably actually fine. Mobile Game of the Year. League of Legends Wild Rift. Sure. Why not? I mean, I'd argue, you know, that no mobile game should be the mobile game of the year because mobile games are just...
1: Man, trying to find an actual good mobile game is rough. best gaming hardware the PS5 I have a question what is the difference between best gaming hardware in your gaming awards and ultimate hardware of all time and actually why does your yearly awards have an of all time award in it i mean of all the consoles i'd agree yeah the ps5 is you
0: know better but i'd also argue that the ps5 is also a unicorn that you cannot actually purchase and those who do possess a ps5 are either members of the mafia uh uh, committed a goat sacrifice in order to summon one into their living room
1: or are life hackers There is no other explanation. The hardware is actually fictional. I wonder how many angry emails I'm going to (laughs) get from from PS5 owners now. (laughs) Some people in the chat are like, wait, I can get a PS5 through a goat sacrifice? Someone else in chat said they had to sacrifice
0: of their first board for their 3090. I believe this to be 100% true.
1: Best indie game, Death's Door. Sure. Studio of the Year, Capcom. I have a question. What did Capcom do this year? Oh, they're actually behind Resident Evil Village. Oh, okay. the Rise as well. All right, that's fair. So maybe we can make an argument for that. Best Performer. Maggie Robertson,
0: the, the woman who was behind Lady Dimitriscu. I see. We, we,
1: we see now where the Golden Joystick Awards uh, uh priorities are. To go ahead and just give in completely to the big titty goth vampire memes. Breakthrough Award. What is a breakthrough award? What does that mean? And why does my phone keep ringing today with so many scam likelies? Like how what even is a breakthrough award? I'm not even going to read the award or the the award winner cuz that's a made up award. Best game community, Final Fantasy fourteen. Understandable. Have a nice day.
0: Still playing award, Final Fantasy fourteen. Understandable. Have a nice day. Okay. In fairness, I, uh, if if I'm gonna go bash on other game, if I'm gonna go bash on other, other games and bring up, que- I should at least bring up my own biases. I I am hard in into Final Fantasy fourteen. I will say though, the community has gotten a little worse as of late, but that's mostly just because you know we had a large influx of the World of Warcraft crowd, And as much as us regular Final Fantasy fourteen people are, we we can only
1: we, we can only do so much to detoxify the people coming into the community. Granted, a lot of the WoW refugees have gotten better, much, much better. Game of the year: Hitman Three. Nintendo
0: game of the year: Metroid Dread. Xbox game of the year: Psychonauts Two. PlayStation game of
1: the year: Resident Evil Village. Okay, I have a question. I'll bite. Why is Hitman 3 Game of the Year? I'm sorry, PC Game of the Year. I missed those two letters. All right,
0: I'll I'll try again. How the heck is Hitman 3 PC Game of the Year and Psychonauts 2 Xbox Game of the Year when Xbox and PC share almost
1: all of the exact same games? Zona Chad also thinks Sitman 3 came out last year. Nope. January 20th, 2021. It actually was this year. But now we get into some of the wonkier ones. Most wanted game. Elden Ring. Are you sure about that? Are you sure that that's the most wanted game? Critics' Choice Award Death Loop. Okay, and who paid the critics? This is the problem I have with. With awards like this
0: that go ahead and are chosen by a committee, but then give a Credits Choice
1: Award. It then raises the question who the heck picked the rest of these? Ultimate Game of the Year Resident Evil Village. Okay, then ultimate
0: hardware of all time. I want to stress of all time since the dawn of gaming itself back when we were throwing rocks at each other for entertainment
1: of all time ultimate hardware of all time PC You know, if we're gonna go ahead and be that general, ultimate hardware of all time, electricity. Ultimate hardware of all time, the power plant that powers all of this. Ultimate
0: hardware of all time, the frickin' transistor. Ultimate hardware of all all time,
1: frickin' earth. Come on, man. You can't just go ahead and say PC. What a cop-out
0: answer. Hey, you know what? Let me go ahead and go grab my freaking Dell. uh, what, What is it? Like a GTX 280? Some Pentium 3 nonsense
1: I got over there? Is that the ultimate hardware of all time? Of course not. We want to go ahead and say, okay, yeah, the PC. Yeah, that's that's the best gaming console. It's always the most up-to-date. It's so broad, though. And come on, of all time, really? I could give you a better, more justified best gaming hardware of all time. the Xbox the original Xbox because it paved the
0: way to go ahead and rethink how all game consoles are to go ahead and make them more and more modular and more computer like than than the consoles of old to go ahead and give the option of saying hey Let's go ahead, let's take, take the actual game, install on the hard drive, and run it locally. That's a better answer than just globally saying, PC, don't, anger, don't, go, don't go after us, LOL. But here's the thing. You can go on forever and give a good argument as to what is the most important piece of gaming hardware of all time. Because in every single generation, there was a revolutionary product that changed the face of, of video gaming as a whole. The original NES was a huge departure from what we considered possible for home gaming. And in fact, you could easily argue, was the great-grandfather of all modern gaming. You could very easily make that argument. You could make the argument that I just did for the original Xbox, saying that it was the first one to go ahead and and rethink how we build game consoles. You could say the PS2 for being the first console to actually introduce the ability for an internal hard hard drive that no one used or the actual online models of it. You could say the N64 for being the first one to bring 3D gaming at a respectable frame rate, which was apparently 12.
1: You could go on and on and on like that. This is the problem I have with saying something is the best because the benchmark for what is the best constantly changes. Someone asked to to justify where's the revolution of the OG Xbox though, because it was the one to go ahead
0: and say, Let's rethink how we do the console as a whole to build it more
1: like a PC. Oh, past the OG Xbox. Um I'd say the Switch I think the Switch down the road will prove to be a huge step forward. Because between the Xbox and the Switch, there's this dull void. Oh wait, no, the Wii existed, never mind. To say that we can go ahead and have adequate performance on the go.
0: But then also say we can use it at home. I think the Switch will go ahead and push forward a lot of gaming. I will say it's, it's the best mobile gaming experience out there. But that's mostly because this
1: freaking thing right here, this cell phone has nothing but garbage on it. Someone in chat says the DS and 3DS were pretty good. They were pretty good. But as far as capabilities are nowhere close to the switch. What the DS and 3DS did really, really well was battery life. Holy cow. With how efficient those chips were. It was insane. The battery you get. The DS and the 3DS were just battery life kings. They were a
0: road trips best friend. And I will include the 3DS in there because even though the 3D whole thing was a gimmick, the performance boost it brought to the D- to the DS platform is undeniable. The gimmick, however, was useless. Now... At the time, the dual-screen function felt innovative,
1: but if you're a 3DS player, you, you know what I know, and that's the second screen
0: ended up becoming a massive gimmick as well,
1: and was usually just tacked on at the last minute, unfortunately. A lot of games did try to use it in unique ways, but it really wasn't. A lot of games apparently made good use of the second screen. I don't think so. I feel in the grand
0: scheme of things, we're going to look back at it. Well, first off, we're already looking back at it now, and a lot of games we want to try and go ahead and re-experience, we can't right now because of the way the DS operated. Like, if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan right now, all the Kingdom Hearts games that were on the DS and the 3DS, you're never going to be able to play them again. Unless
1: you go out and get it on original hardware. It's the only way. Which, I mean, if you're, say, a streamer, you're going to go ahead and do that anyway. But if you're just like a casual and you want to go ahead and you're a diehard KH fan... You're SOL. <laughs> I do love that the, the the worst part is is that um, the person that that uh, in the chat
0: that's kind of bring up this argument in, in salvaging that is saying, "Well, those those Kingdom Hearts games were pretty bad anyway." They were. That is a valid point,
1: but the point, but my point of saying you, the that it is a restriction to a lot of other games and, um, and near impossible to port. It still stands. The unfortunate thing is that the DS innovation, it didn't pass on. Everything that
0: the DS introduced is now gone in modern gaming. It was a cool thing for a while, but that's what it was. Much like the Wiimotes... Well, actually, no. The Wiimotes now actually live on as, as the Nintendo
1: Joy-Cons. What's actually another really good example? Actually, I don't think there is a really good example. But in any case... My point still
0: stands. To just go ahead and give a cop-out answer and say PC and not name any specific hardware or component of the PC just makes that oh, that entire award absolutely worthless and really really is just showing how little the Golden Joystick Award co- committee really cared about these awards. And then that brings us to quite possibly
1: an even dumber award, the ultimate game of all time, Dark Souls. What? Really? Of all time. Dark Souls? I mean... While we're at it, why don't we just make the ultimate game of the year Battletoads? I mean, if we're just going to go ahead and say, hey, you know... Dark Souls is...
0: Dark Souls is the ultimate game of all time because now a lot of games compare battle style and difficulty to Dark Souls.
1: We can just go a step back. We can just say, hey, it's it's like the Battletoads of this, that, and the other thing. Dark Souls, all it brought back was bring back the concept that a game should be hard. But that's all it did. It reminded us... That games can be fun... And difficult. I pers- The unfortunate thing is, I don't know what I'd put in its place. How can you go ahead and look at any
0: one particular game... And, say, is the ultimate game of all time. Because so many great games have left
1: an insane mark on history. You can make the argument. Dragon
0: Quest is the, is the ultimate game of all time. Because it absolutely launched off the stereotypical story... Of a of a hero rescuing a, pr- a princess, which shaped many RPGs f- from time on. Doom is the ultimate game of all time because it because it launched the first person shooter genre long before the hardware could handle a game of its caliber. Battletoads is the ultimate game of all time because it first introduced soul soul crushing difficulty without feeling like you were cheated every single time. Tetris was the ultimate game of all time because it went ahead and int- introduced a formula that would be tested and, and last lo- long and long in- into arcades
1: for the longest time ever. You could make an argument for pretty much every major game
0: being the ultimate game of all time. Minecraft is the ultimate game of all time because it is the most popular and, sh- and shaped the way for what is possible for building a game. Final Fantasy is the ultimate game of all time because it single-handedly sa- saved a company that now, that now makes some of the greatest titles we now know. Final Fantasy fourteen is the ultimate game of all time because it went ahead and, ca- and went from an absolute failure
1: from the ashes to become to become an amazing game that is still beloved to this day. World of Warcraft is the ultimate game of all time because it went ahead and showed what was, what is possible when we all come together and how the, and how quickly the mighty can fall. You can go on and on and on.
0: We're actually very quickly running out of time, so let's go ahead and get through the silly stories after going ahead and telling the Golden Joystick Awards are absolutely high on their own farts and really need to rethink their awards. I would argue
1: less is more. Less is more. Also, get people who aren't dumb. Meanwhile... There was a cryptocurrency that was made. Apparently, back in... I think I have these
0: stories in the wrong order. Nope, I do not. Apparently, back in the day, there was a J.R.R. Token, a cryptocurrency, that was made based on the estate of J.R.R. Tolkien. But guess what? The makers of J.R.R. Token do not have the authority to
1: use J.R.R. Tolkien's name at all. Whoops. So a cease and desist was sent, but guess what? The NFTs
0: made through the J.R.R. Tolkien
1: still persist. Meanwhile, Funko made Star Trek NFTs. because my faith in humanity wasn't already
0: absolutely destroyed we need to go ahead and go the extra step to make sure that everything you knew and
1: love is absolutely completely worthless and just just why why just why? Why is there a Star Trek NFT?
0: I also want to remind you that if you are even considering for an instant that you should invest in NFTs, that in fact what you are paying for is a link to a site that could go down at any minute. You have no ownership of any of that. All you have is a serial code that makes you say you have, you have ownership of a link which could become a 404 error at any moment in time. Just thought I'd remind you. Which brings us to the last bird, the last story of the day, the weirdest story of the week. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: El Salvador is building a Bitcoin city. I want you to just let that sink in for a minute. A Bitcoin city, and it's going to be based at at the base of the Kanjagua volcano, which I most likely have mispronounced, because if anything goes ahead and tells you that there is no hope for anything in the future, it is the fact that we're going to go ahead and build a city Based on Bitcoin. And just make it easily disposable by just waiting until the volcano erupts. Alright, you know what? Maybe this is actually a good thing. Maybe we can just go ahead and just gather up all the true believers.
0: Who want to go ahead and embrace. Cryptocurrencies, Bitcoins, and whatnot. And just say, hey. All of you. Just go here. It will be fun and exciting. Folks, that is going to do it for this episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Thank you so much for listening. I do encourage you to check out the daily podcast, the Early Burb Briefing, which you can find at anchor.fm slash early burb, B-I-R-B, briefing. And check out my Twitch page at twitch.tv slash Falcon. All the extra stories we couldn't get to, which there are a lot of them today because I ran on WoW for a while there, will be available on the subscription episode of the podcast. Anchor.fm slash Eagle Eyes on Tech. Dollar a month. Get all the extra content you want. Take care and have a great day. Basically, since, you know, cryptocurrency is unregulated, decentralized, I can actually go ahead and think about insider trading. Well, let's think about this for a moment. If, in fact, a a man who has a bunch of Bitcoin wants to go ahead and sell it to go ahead and fund the building of a city, I hate to break it to you, but um, now is absolutely the time to sell your Bitcoin. Uh, wait until the construction is well underway when almost all of the selling has stopped and then buy Bitcoin at its absolute lowest and then wait for all the true believers to go ahead and buy in, shoot up the the price of Bitcoin, and
1: then you need to bail. Just make your quick buck and bail. Hey, if people are going to be dumb enough to go
0: ahead and support this kind of nonsense, I'm going to go ahead and try to profit off their stupidity because that's the kind of world we live in where all I can do is just shake my head
1: And come out ahead with enough money to buy a 20 ounce of Mountain Dew.